This morning at the beginning of this chapter, Jesus was at the far side of the Sea of Galilee. People were bringing six people to him left and right. Folk were being healed and the scriptures tell us a great crowd of people followed him because of all the miracles that Jesus was doing. Mm. Folk were sending Jesus friends requests and becoming friends and followers. Yes, of Jesus on their own version of Facebook. Word had gotten out so fast that an even greater crowd came to Jesus up on a mountainside after he left the place of doing miracles. So here we see Jesus does another miracle. He takes five loaves of bread and two fish and feeds 5,000 men and probably another 10,000 women and children. This was a, bu a buffet meal where you could eat all you wanted to eat. Amen, somebody. The food was so good, so abundant, and so free that the folk wanted to make Jesus king right there on the spot. Jesus withdrew again up the mountain to slip away from them. And then later that evening, the disciples headed across the Sea of Galilee to get to Capernaum. They ran into a midnight storm that threatened to sink the boat. Jesus ends up walking on the water and calming the raging sea. And once he got in the boat, the boat went so fast it immediately reached the shore where they were headed. The word had spread about the free bread. So a new group of people had landed where Jesus had fed the 5,000 men. But when they saw Jesus had left, they headed for Capernaum. They were shocked to find Jesus um, was there, but because they knew he had not gotten in the one boat that had been at the feeding of the crowd. Jesus was at the top of his game in the eyes of the people. Let me just slow down here. Jesus was at the top of his game in the eyes of the people. If it were the NBA All-Star game, Jesus would have been named the captain of the team and MVP after it was all over with. Amen. Nobody was, as more, uh, 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 was more popular in the country than was Jesus. In less than two years, he had a congregation of 20,000 people. And if the goal of the church is to get as many people in the doors as possible, then Jesus was on his way. But Jesus did not come to get as many people on his friends list as he could. He didn't come to see how many likes and thumbs up he could get. He wasn't even keeping attendance records. Jesus came to get folk to follow after him so he could lead them to God. Amen, somebody. And as a church, we want to grow in numbers. We want to see more and more people added. We want to do those things that are going to attract people to our church. But what if God's will and our desires are not the same? What if God is calling us to be a Gideon moment in which God has decided we have too many people for God to do a fresh work in the midst? Don't get quiet on the church. You see, Gideon was a leader with an army of 32,000 men going up against an army of 135,000 men. God told Gideon he had too many men for God to be with them. The army would claim credit for the victory. Now let anybody go home who are scared. 22,000 men left and unfollowed Gideon. 10,000 were left. And God said, you still have too many. Now this time, I will separate them from you. God cut the group down 
and Gideon sent home 9,700 men and only 300 men left. It was now 300 versus 135,000 men. How many of us does God actually need to bring about a revival? How, How many do God really need to bring about a great awakening? How small do we need to get as a church in order for us to trust God for our future? And whereas as leaders, we seek church enlargement. But Jesus had a plan for church in small mint. The huge congregation that Jesus had at the beginning of chapter 6 is going to grow into a very small group of disciples willing to follow Jesus in the face of the cost of the end of chapter 6. And instead of Jesus opening this service with uh, well, brothers and sisters, I'm glad that you all came all the way that you did to hear me today. He said, but look, I, I know the real reason you showed up for service today. Come on, somebody. Right. I, I, uh, what, do the miracles, what, what, what do the miracles you did mean? This is what they were saying. You showed up because you ate and you got full. And now you want some more free food. Stop coming to me just to grab what you want and satisfy a desire. Come to me and discover what God really wants to do in your life for eternal purposes. Why did we come to church today? Why are we live streaming our own Facebook, our YouTube, or telephone? Do we really want Jesus to point out something in our lives that should be changed for God's purpose to be at work in our lives? Couldn't we be honest and say, God, I came to church because... Because what? Because. Just because. Are you here for him? Are you here for what he has to offer? The people ask Jesus, look, if you think we are here for the wrong reasons, then tell us what we must do to do the work God requires. Now we're going to find out what's wrong with Jesus from the response he gives in in John 6. What's the matter with Jesus? Number one. Jesus tells him, the first thing you must do is to believe in the one God has sent. Now, this is a stumbling block. If you believe God has sent Jesus, then you have to believe that Jesus, or what Jesus is saying, is true. If Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father except through me, he either is or is not. Are you with me? That means that all other religions that reject Jesus as a son of God, may make you a better person, but they will not put you in a right standing with God. Basically, you have a choice. There is only one God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one God. You have a choice between grace and works. Only one says your sins are forgiven because they've already been paid for by Jesus. And yet our society is afraid of being called intolerant because we claim to have the truth about God. We're supposed to say all religions are equal when the very nature of them teach that that can't be right. Come on, somebody. So what do we do? We ask for the less posting of Jesus' post on Facebook page. We still want to see his postings, but just less of them. Are you with me, church? Number two. Jesus tells them, the second thing you must do is stop demanding a sign. 
Stop demanding that God do what you insist on God doing before you will believe. The people were saying, look, Moses, Moses gave us some heaven, gave us bread from heaven. If you want us to believe in you, keep on giving us some free bread. If you can give in to our desires, then we believe that you are who you say you are. Church, what's your demand that God must do before you will consider Jesus? A healing? Money? A new spouse? A new job? What's your demand? A new title? A new position? What will it be? Will it be Jesus or will it be Barabbas? God is God. God is not obligated to prove himself to any of us. God says that he has left enough proof in creation for everybody to know that there is a God. Amen, somebody. Science has shown through the DNA found in every cell that the idea that there was a single cell organism that just randomly sprung to life on its own is not a scientific fact. But the laws of nature are so dependable that nobody wakes up thinking that the moon and the earth are going to crash into the sun. Just the mere complexity of your body shows design and purpose of a creator. So what do we do? We suspend postings from Jesus for 30 days. We still want some contact, but we want a 30-day break from Jesus. We just drop out of the church or go missing in action for a while and fill that time with other things. Church, y'all know that ain't right. What's the matter with Jesus? Come on, somebody. And then the third thing, Jesus tells them, the third thing you must do is stop thinking you know everything there is about me. Jesus told them, I have come down from heaven. And the people were saying, you have got to be kidding. We know your mama and your daddy. We know the house where you grew up in. As a matter of fact, you didn't even have a bed when you were born. Y'all didn't have nothing. How on earth can you say you came down from heaven? What's wrong with you, man? Have you lost your mind? The church, does that sound familiar to you? Jesus tell him, look, 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 you can't even come to me to follow me unless my father draws you. If my father draws you, then I will raise you up. You want to talk about bread? I am the living bread that came down from heaven. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. They have no idea that Jesus is talking about his fleshly body being ripped open through his death on the cross. It is the death of his flesh that is bringing us salvation. And yeah, yeah, they had a problem. They had a problem with this. But Jesus goes even further and starts talking about the need to drink his blood to have eternal life. He goes back to saying, unless you drink my blood and eat my flesh, you cannot have eternal life. They had no idea of Jesus' side would be punctured, open on the cross by a Roman spear, causing a spilling of his blood from his body that will wash away the sins of the world. They had no idea. And as you can imagine, at this point, at this point, many of them knew what was wrong with Jesus. Come on, somebody. They knew and they thought he had lost his mind. They said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept this? Okay, Jesus. We're going to give you one more chance to prove who you really are. Tell us who you are, or we're going to take you off our social media. See, see, they knew 
They were not willing to believe in Jesus or to follow him any further. So they officially unfriended him on their Facebook page so that they could get no more posts from him anymore. And they blocked him from sending any more friend requests. Amen, somebody. They have been offended by Jesus for the last time. And then the scripture states, from this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. They quit following Jesus because he became an embarrassment to them. His teachings offended them. And they knew they would offend others. Church, you cannot be a Christian today without offending somebody you come in contact with. Yeah, that's right. Amen. Let me say that again. That's right. You cannot be a Christian today without offending somebody you come in contact with. That's right. Because the truth of the gospel is offensive. Yeah. If you say that something is sin, somebody's going to be offended. That's right. Oh, come on, let me get some help here. Yeah. We can see that in the passage. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Let me give you an example. We recently celebrated Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and we wanted to talk about his speaking about justice while neglecting his call for righteousness. You can't have one without the other. They send our kids to jail for selling drugs in our communities and then turn around and sell those same drugs as medical marijuana, and then it will become recreational marijuana, but only rich folk can sell them, come on, in our communities because you need expensive license to do so. But now it's a good thing for us because they get tax money and profit off us. Do I have a witness in here? What's the matter with this? What's the matter with Jesus? Oh, we celebrated John Lewis's birthday, but we don't want to get in some good trouble. I don't hear you. Come on, somebody. Oh, we love Jesus, but Jesus was a troublemaker. The one who speaks for righteousness today finds themselves in the role of Jeremiah. When the people told him, do not prophesy in the name of the Lord or you will die by our hands. And at the moment, we won't die, but we will get fired. We will get kicked off, Brother Taylor, or get labeled racist or bigger than idiot. What's the matter with Jesus? Is that Jesus is so out of step with the world that we are living in? I think I may have led some of you astray in presenting the gospel as a one-time decision you made. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Jesus seemed to have told people there's a terrible cost that you will pay if you choose to follow me. Sit down first and count the cost. Be honest about your willingness to pay. Too many want to follow Jesus at a discounted price. I think we have too many people relying on the sinner's prayer as proof of their salvation rather than on their willingness to follow Jesus even when it means isolation. When it means loss and pain. Jesus knows that many of us will want to stop following him. We'll want to get him off our page because we do not want to be too closely identified with his message. We think that we can click a button and unfollow him without him knowing that we are no longer following him. Uh, are you with me, church? Yeah, yeah, we think we got it made. See, it doesn't quite work that way. Jesus always knows where our hearts are. It is our own pride that tells us 
the word of God can be ignored in this particular section because it goes against what I think is right. What we think has never once changed what was true. We always will be in a battle for who is going to be the Lord of our lives. We'll always be in a battle of who's on the Lord's side. Every time we put ourselves on the throne, we need to ask, what's the matter with Jesus? When the multitudes turned away from Jesus and started leaving before the service was over, Jesus didn't offer compromise to get them to come back and stay. Y'all don't hear me. When they started leaving him, he didn't give them a compromise. From a world's viewpoint, Jesus had just failed miserably as a pastor. This was the worst church split up ever. There was no more congregation. He's gone from 10,000 to 12 in attendance in one message. How then looked at Peter and the other 11 and asked, he asked them, do you want to leave me too? Do you want to leave me too? My sister and brothers who are listening to me, I can guarantee you that Jesus is going to force you to take a stand. And you're going to want to leave him. It may be on the extreme of you feeling you can't take another moment of your circumstances. Or it may be because you don't want to lose something you enjoy. Most likely it will be somewhere in between. You will wonder, what's the matter with Jesus? Why is he putting me in this place of having to decide? That's the moment you will discover if you are actually following Jesus. Or just there because of something you hope to get. Peter did ask the million-dollar question. He said, Lord, if we leave you, where are we supposed to go? I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning, but my brother and sister, if you decide to unfollow Jesus, shouldn't you at least have an eternal plan for where you're headed next? Unfollowing Jesus doesn't change who Jesus is. You just stop seeing his messages. Come on, somebody. Saints, I stop by to tell somebody, don't press that button. Don't block that call. Don't touch that dial. Don't block Jesus out of your life. No matter what you're going through right now, hold on to Jesus. Keep him in your life. Keep him on your Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and on your friend's page. Losing a lot or going through hard times doesn't mean there's nothing left. God loves you just as much on this side of your trials as God did on the other side of your trials. Jesus prays to the Father on our behalf every day. The Holy Spirit is a comforter who will lead and guide us through all low valleys and high mountains. Be encouraged, new providence. God is with us. You may think I'm not going to make it, but if God's favor is upon you, he will bless you even when it doesn't look like it. He will prosper you in a way that even your enemy knows that God is with you. Just be satisfied with whatever he gives you. Be steadfast and immovable, knowing that your labor is not in vain. If the doctor gives you a bad report, God knows all about your body. When the doctor say he can't, God can. He can speak a word and that tumor will disappear. He can speak a word and cancer will flee. God can speak a word and the arteries in your heart and your veins will become clear. God is a healer. He is a deliverer. He will open doors that no man can close. He will close doors that no man can open. Our God 
is a good God. We just need to tell the world, I got goodness on one side, mercy on the other, God behind me, and Jesus ahead of me. And churches, I get ready to take my seat. The late sister Ellery Drayton used to sing a song with the senior choir called That's Enough. She would sing, I got Jesus, and that's enough. She bailed out where he raised me, and he saved me. He saved me, and that's enough. He kept me, and that's enough. He brought me, and that's enough. He taught me, and that's enough. He's my shepherd, and he's my guide, and that's enough. I can feel him. I can feel him. I can feel him walking right by my side. I got Jesus. Show now, and that's enough. But church, I must admit, there are times in life that things may not be the way we think they should be. But the Lord can make you satisfied with Him. He offers you something that no man can give you. You see, it happened one Friday on a place called Calvary. Jesus was hung up for our hang-ups. He died for your sins and mine. They sealed the grave. And the devil said, we finally got him. But they didn't know who they had down there. Because earlier on Sunday morning, the devil came back and found the grave empty. Jesus had gotten up out of the dusty grave. He raised his hands to what happened and told the whole world, I have all power in my hands. And that is why, church, you can be satisfied with Jesus. What's the matter with Jesus? Ain't he all right? Ain't he all right, church? Ain't God all right? He's all right. He's all right. Say yes. Yes. We know that you have been blessed through the hearing of God's Word on this day. We invite you to join us at New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, located at 4813 Hilltop Needmore Road, Fuquay, Arena, North Carolina. For more information, you can contact our ministry at 919-552-3531 or visit our website at www.newprovidencebaptist.com. Thank you for joining us and be blessed.